Welcome to At the Window with Dementia. I'm Laura Banner, and I'm your host. I want to talk a little bit about the ugly side of being a caregiver. You might think that I'm going to talk about the fatigue and the isolation and the loneliness that all caregivers experience at one point or another, but not on this episode. I'm going to talk about something that's raw and very personal and hard hard for me to admit, but I'm going to. As many of you are aware, I have multiple family members that have dementia on both sides of my family. My mother has her own apartment within our home, and she's experiencing the early stages of a vascular type of dementia. She has awareness that she's having memory problems. For her, it presents with not only word-finding difficulty and difficulty following along on a story, a sequencing, but she also has a hard time with logical decision-making and reasoning. And I think it's important that you know that before I continue on. The ugly side of caregiving that I want to talk about today is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling anger and frustration. I'm also feeling a lot of conflict because I'm trained. I'm trained in the world of dementia care, diagnosis and treatment and support. But something happens when I take off my lab coat and when I'm throwing myself in the middle of the equation when it's me and my family and trying to make sense of what I see and trying to separate the emotion from the reality and trying to remember that dementia is an active player in my relationship with my mom. Sometimes I'm not so good at doing that. And yes, I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's true. So I just want to put this out here and talk a little bit more, a little bit more about it because I think it's really important that those of you who experience what I'm going to talk about know that you're not the only one, that even people who have formal training in dementia care can sometimes lean over the line and, and do the things that we know really are not helpful in these situations. So what happened recently is that we had a conversation as a family a few nights ago. Um, we needed some work to be done outside. After uh, the tropical storm came through our area, we had a lot of downed branches, a lot of leaves that had hit the ground, and it made the driveway to my mom's entrance, hard to really see the borders. Um, And it had been accumulating as we've been in fall, but the storm really kind of set it over the edge. And so my mom has always kept up her side of the yard. When she wanted to have a garage, she built it. Well, she hired someone, I should say, to build it. When she wants plants planted, she hires someone to come and plant the plants for her. 
she's still very hands off, excuse me, hands on rather. And she'll go out, she'll garden. Um, she likes to sit outside. And so what happened was this conversation that our family had the other night was about needing someone to come and clear the leaves. And the driveway is quite long. And she had said, can you have some people come over and I'll pay for it? So a couple days later, we actually had a crew come and help clean up the yard. We, we live on a farm, so it was more than just, you know, my husband and myself could manage. And so I made the mistake of assuming, and I'm going to tell you, don't assume because you know the old expression, all it is, is it makes an ass out of you and me. So don't. Well, I did. And I went downstairs and I said, the crew has quoted us this amount of money. You contribute whatever you like. And she was really taken back. And she was surprised that I had asked for her to contribute something. And I was really, I was really shocked. I was shocked that she was shocked because she had put it out there a couple days before, you know, hire someone and I'll pay for her area. I'm not asking her to pay for my area. Anyway, long story short, after a very in-depth conversation, and we both admitted that we are poor at communicating with each other, especially about topics that are uncomfortable, like money. I left the conversation, and truly I felt like the worst daughter in the world. I was ashamed. I thought, how could I have asked her to contribute something? And I really, my, my heart sunk. I was embarrassed. I, I was angry, but I was also conflicted. I was conflicted because she had told me that she would hire someone. She would pay for that. And so I, I really wrestled with the, did I do the wrong thing? My mom is a very active 78-year-old. Um, she really, she lives on a budget, I'm going to say that, but she's not counting pennies. I mean, she does count pennies, but that's just because she is smart. She's wise financially. But she does really what she wants to do. And she's very generous with her money. There is no doubt about that. She's very, very generous. And I'm, I'm still really kind of in turmoil about this whole conversation. You can probably hear it in the tone of my voice and how I'm searching for the right word. But I started to think and I thought about caregivers in general. And I wonder, is it really safe in society for a caregiver to admit the ugly side of caregiving? To talk about maybe the bitterness that may be there? Not bitter at their loved one. Let me make that clear. But bitter at the situation. I think there's a lot of people out there that are bitter. I'll be honest. There's been times I don't know that I've quite gotten to the bitter stage, but again, my mom's in the early stages and it's not directed to her. It's the disease. 
but I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated that there is this invisible player in my relationship with my mom. Because not only do I interact with her, but I'm interacting with the disease. And I don't know at one moment to the other, is it my mom in a clear mind that's hearing me? Or is the dementia skewing what she thinks and what she hears? Now, unfortunately, in our situation, depression plays a significant component as well. So not only are we dealing with normal age-related forgetfulness, early stage of a vascular dementia, but depression. And for those of you who are not aware, let me tell you, Depression impacts thought process and memory in a different way than dementia, but nonetheless, it definitely alters what is said and how it is received. So I am frustrated and then I feel guilty and guilt is something that I know a lot of caregivers express. And then we feel guilty for feeling guilty. It's just this fluid dynamic that is so hard to wrap your arms around and really get a solid understanding of what you're feeling from one moment to the other. So, as you know, I have a business called Compassionate Education. It's a business. And I I try to disseminate accurate quality information about dementia, about caregiving. And yes, we are a business, as I said, and we need to be able to support ourselves. So we created some products. Now, let me tell you, most of what you'll see on my website at compassionateeducation.com is free. Anyone can go there. You can do the Brain Arcade. You can do My Mind Challenge. You can read caregiver tips. You can read articles. You can listen to this podcast. There is so much free information. But we also have products that are available for purchase. So part of what I do is I try to get the name of Compassionate Education out there so that when people are looking for the information that is accurate and is helpful, that they can find our site. So part of what I've done is I've gone ahead and I've done some advertising. And not many, but I will tell you, I've had a few people post on some of my ads that they were angry, that they were shocked, that they were disappointed, fill in the blank. They were they were not happy with me because I wanted to charge for some of my products. Now, these are products that took months to create. It's knowledge that had I not had a master's degree or had formal training in dementia, I couldn't have put together. And I really feel like the price is reasonable, very reasonable when you consider everything that's in there. But the fact that some caregivers thought enough to post on my ads 
that they were angry and shocked hurt me. It really, it, it hurt me. And it, it made me go back to that guilt. Was I doing the wrong thing? Should I have charged for this? And then logic kicks in and I think, of course, when I work in the clinic, before you ever get back to one of the exam rooms, front desk is going to go ahead and collect your copay. They're going to bill insurance. People expect it. Anyway, let me just summarize this by saying, after I got over the anger and the hurt, I realized I don't think that they gave much thought to the fact that what I was doing was to support a business, even though I, again, I think that the the cost of the products are very reasonable. I think what they were doing is they were venting. I think that they were bitter and angry and felt a sense of no control. And we know that it's really easy to go ahead and write anything, you know, on the web and you don't have to own the comment because you don't have to look face to face to the person you make the comment to or about. And so it's empowering for a lot of people. So I made the decision instead of being angry that I would do a podcast about it. And then when I started thinking about the situation with my mom, I thought, hmm, I I really understand this. And I'm not in the throes of caregiving by any stretch. Remember, she's in the early stages, early, early stages She doesn't call on me 24-7. She doesn't become anxious and call out when she can't put her eyes on me if I go into the next room. She still manages her own affairs. She takes care of herself. Unlike a lot of you who are caregivers, who literally from the moment you open your eyes, and sometimes even before that in the morning, until the time that you fall asleep, You're on call, and you even get woken up in the middle of the night because your loved one needs you, and you're there. So I wanted to take this time and say this. You need to own your feelings, but not have guilt about them. I also go online and I post a lot of things And one thing that I actually this morning had posted was in response to someone who said that they are the primary caregiver of their stepfather who has Alzheimer's. And this person who posted said, I need help. I'm not taking care of myself and I'm getting angry and, and what do I do? So I responded on there. And then a couple other people responded below me. And then I responded again. And what became crystal clear to me is that we are just at the very infancy of recognizing the needs of you, the caregiver. And I don't think that we've really given much thought to your emotions beyond loss and depression and fatigue. But those other human emotions that are completely understandable and natural. But again, 
Maybe it's the ugly side of caregiving. And when I call it the ugly side, it's because a lot of people don't feel comfortable admitting it. And just like I said early in this episode, I'm embarrassed to admit that, yes, I have gone there. I have engaged in the conversation and been frustrated and expressed how I feel to my mom and walked away and felt terrible. Now, I adore my mom. We worked it out today. We agreed that it was a lot of miscommunication. But what makes me sad is that it's probably not the last time it's going to happen. And so for all of you, I want to invite you, if you're not already part of a support group, or you don't have some type of a close-knit network to be there to support you and help keep you strong through these very, very difficult times, find a support group. I have a support group. It's called the Alzheimer's and Dementia Support Group by Compassionate Education. You can search it on Facebook. It is a Facebook group. It's a private group. But if you ask to join, I'll go ahead and I will accept your invitation or your invitation request and you'll be part of the group. And it's a safe place to post whatever you want. We're here for you. If you'd rather not go ahead and join that type of a group, you can go to the Alzheimer's Association. You can look it up at alz.org. And they have nationwide support groups that have been endorsed by them. Mine has been, but there are so many others as well. It's really helpful to be part of a group that understands and doesn't judge people who have walked in your shoes. Anyway, something to think about. I hope it's helpful. I'm here for every one of you, and thank you again for everything that you do. If you don't already follow me on social media, please check out my website. Again, it's CompassionateEducation.com. My Instagram is at Compassionate underscore Education. And one more time, that support group on Facebook is Alzheimer's and Dementia Support Group by Compassionate Education. If you don't subscribe to my podcast, please go ahead and do so. I'd love for you to review the podcast as well. I release new episodes every Tuesday. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care. Be well.